Are you looking for partnership, strategy, consistency, and accountability? Well, Activation Nation is for you. Join our group for coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs for the support you need as we strive to activate 1,000 coaches to seeing their businesses be successful. Make sure you subscribe now at Facebook slash groups slash Activation Nation 1000. See you in the group. Tune in for the activation required to make an impact through your purpose at work and in the world. From sales and marketing executive to now an international speaker, life and business coach and media host, hosted by Melissa D. White, the activation specialist, (laughs) that's me. We're getting real about personal and professional moments with the world's top leaders and influencers to help you activate your voice and amplify your story. Now, let's get activated. Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Activation Hour. I'm your girl, Melissa D, host of the Activation Hour, motivational speaker, coach, and we are still locked in. Season two is not over just yet. We're ready to lock into a conversation this week that is much needed, but very difficult to have. And that's about managing transition. This topic is important, not only personally, but professionally, as many of you are dealing with the world opening back up. Uh, In this season two of Unlearning, we've talked about a lot of things from self-awareness to managing stress, people pleasing, and so many things in between. And this week, I picked this topic much like the others because of our theme of what? Unlearning. I have had to unlearn so many things in this season and you guys, our amazing audience, our Activation Nation have been on the journey with me and sharing your own stories of unlearning. This episode is no different. We're tuned in with my guest this week, therapist, coach, motivational speaker and youth advocate, Cody Martin. Cody is the host of the um, Adversity University podcast and has created the Adversity University online school to help you with overcoming adversity through courage and motivation. This episode, he is going to help us as a trained and licensed therapist and coach on how we manage transition. Truth be told, as I shared with you at the top of the season, Going into the pandemic was a challenge for me in terms of high levels of stress and now even re-entering into the world, adding new relationship dynamics, as well as even how to manage the balance of family, life and work. It's a lot for anybody to take amidst whatever grief and other transitions that we're feeling. Everyone right now almost feels like a ticking time bomb if they're not grounded and they have practices that keep them focused despite the chaos in the world. So we're tuned in this week again with Cody Martin, a mental health professional on how to cope with major changes of adversity and how to keep some sense of balance for your mental and emotional health. Don't go anywhere as we bring up Cody Martin for this week's episode of Managing Transition. Hey, Cody Martin, how are you? What's going on, Melissa D? How are you doing? 
Now, you know, um, you must really know somebody if you get away with calling them their whole name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this episode. Um, this episode will really be a lot like you sitting in just on two friends talking. Um, Cody is an amazing professional in his own right. But we have so many just brother, sisterly, candid conversations about the world. We've been holding each other accountable <laughs> to right. a T for about, what, Absolutely. two years now, Cody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, about ongoing, like consecutively, like very real from day one when we met um, in a collaborative effort for our mutual nonprofit organizations, mine with Writing Our Wrongs and his with, you know, courage and motivation and what he does with with young people, with youth, with young men. I mean, it's astounding. I'll let him tell you more about that program. Um, Cody has been, um, honestly, everybody needs... um, a friend who will really like call you out on your stuff, but then like help you clean it up. And he's, he's kind of been that friend to just be like, now I'm gonna tell you about yourself, but I ain't, I ain't gonna like, I ain't gonna like put it out there, but you need to get it together. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, and, at this, and, and you need um, strong friendships like that. But I've also seen him do the same for men and women through his mental health practice, as well as youth. And the way we tackled our co-facilitation uh, which I'm, I'm telling you that those moments were so monumental to me, Cody, of how you would deal with the internal right. um, conflicts that the youth would face. Mm-hmm. And I would deal with the external factors. Mm-hmm. Right. And adults are no different. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> adults are no different. So tell us more about who you are. Who is Cody Martin, the man? And why is your work for overcoming adversity so important? Well, First of all, thank you for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. I've been waiting to come on and be a part of the activation hour so I can activate somebody. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what am I going to be on your show? What am I going to be on your show? You've been on my show. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, just in a nutshell, as far as who I am, Cody Martin, born and raised in Miami, Florida. Um, I was an at-risk kid, you know what I'm saying, just struggling with um, lack of... Um, I like to say social and emotional intelligence and, um, you know, just kind of had a rough upbringing and I've, 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 you know, went down the wrong path a few times and down that journey, you realize, you know, what you want and what you don't want, who you want to be and who you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And just, just along that journey, we're overcoming so, so, so many obstacles. Um, I've, I, for one, built, built the, and you know, being able to pursue and and, and maneuver through the world, um, you know, I've, I've definitely you know gathered some tough skin and a whole lot of experience along the way that mm-hmm. I feel obligated to share with you know what I'm saying. Not only just young people, but just just people in general, because uh, you know a lot of people struggle, but a lot of people struggle suffer in silence, as I like to call it. They don't like to speak up. You know, if they're dealing with certain things, they look at it as a sign of weakness. You know what I'm saying? To open their mouth and and, and, and um, admit that they're going through those things. And a lot of time that has a negative effect on them long term. That's why young people become older people with issues. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's important for me. Uh, like I said, I just feel obligated in the sense of, you know, when you know better, you do better. And I've learned from mistakes, you know, every, every situation, um, 
kind of fell short on. I've learned from that. And it just was one of those things that built up over time, you know, piled on top of pile on top of pile to, you know, <clears throat> not only have the experience, but you have the knowledge uh, and the expertise to be able to help people through certain situations. If I can see it clear, then I'm going to tell you I can see it clear because I know that I can help you through it. So this is kind of like who I am and, um, you know, how, why, it's so, why I'm so passionate about the things that I do in terms of courage and motivation and adversity university. So I got to ask you, you, you've, you've touched so many lives through your platform. I mean, dynamic motivational speaker, um, you've, you've worked with youth and with adults alike, but you're also, um, a, a licensed counselor therapist, but why did you choose specifically therapy as your way or counseling as your mechanism of, of being a change or affecting change and helping people manage life struggles, life transitions? Why therapy? Because therapy is one of the things, uh, at, well, I'm not just going to, well, yeah, in our community, when you talk about therapy, it's one of the things that's kind of frowned, frowned upon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I use the example all the time, you know, when you get sick, you go to the hospital and go to the doctor to check on your physical health, right? Um, we oftentimes get sick, you know what I'm saying, in a sense, uh, mentally, and we need to check on our mental health in addition to our physical health, because it's just important. Um, I chose therapy, like I said, it's a passion of mine because along the, line, along the journey, my life journey, I've always had some type form of therapy. It wasn't really therapy, but I've always had a mentor, uh, somebody that kind of got me in the right direction. And what it did for my life was just so inspirational, so motivational, and just encouraging as a whole and I needed that, you know, sorry, I was on my own at the age of 13, going on 14 years old. And from that time, you know what I'm saying? I've had to learn a whole lot. And I realized, Mm -hmm. I realized that the mental is just, is just important, if not more important than anything else on the body. And along that journey, I could have went crazy a few times. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, but again, I was always able to have different ways to cope. Um, always had different individuals to motivate me and encourage me, to inspire me, just to kind of seek the next stage of life. You know, I never was one that settled. And I don't think that nobody should settle. You understand what I'm saying? But when you, mm-hmm. when you, don't, when you don't have the knowledge, when you don't have the skill, when you don't have the information, it's hard for you to know how to maneuver. It's hard for you to, you know, get to the... The, the, the exact path that you intend on being on. If you don't know how to get there, if you don't have the knowledge and information, help individuals mentally. I think what, what I like how to, that you're touching on that about therapy because it's, it's giving you a toolkit that you may not have. And um, it's, it's amazing, even for me, and I've, I've been very candid with the audience throughout this season um, uh, that yes, although, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I believe in having your faith. I'm definitely a proponent of Christianity, prayer, all of those things. But I do believe mental health professionals and your mental health is important to go. Like, I believe that's a gift <laughs> to have therapists to give you that. And it's amazing to me that although even when talking to my own therapist, there's been a tremendous spike, especially now since you can go to teletherapy um, and just call up and do a virtual session with someone. And um and, and, and you're dealing with so many points of trauma right now. 
Um, you talk about, you know, social justice issues. I mean, it's traumatic to watch somebody getting killed on social media. It's traumatic to be black in America, in America. It's traumatic to, um, be raising children and doing virtual learning. <laughs> like it's traumatic if you've been, so, you know, quarantining and sheltering in place with your family and y'all about to kill each other. Like we got so many things. It's like every time you turn around, there's something else we add to the list of trauma. On top of whatever childhood trauma we haven't dealt with. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to get you in on this conversation, you and I talk very candidly about um, our upbringing. You you talk very just now about being, you know, on your own at 14 years old. And you share those stories with not only young people, but with adults about, hey, the decisions I made at that point affected the trajectory of where I am today. Um, whether good or bad. And so a lot of times people like to think, oh, that's my childhood, that's in the past. But then it comes back up. What are some, maybe let's talk about triggers. Are there some things that could be happening right now when as people are in transition, dealing with COVID, dealing with social justice, dealing with family, that it could be triggering some old trauma? Right. Uh, Melissa, the, it, it kind of went out, so I didn't hear the whole question. Can you repeat just that? basically, like, uh, are are there, like, you talked, we talked about childhood, and there's childhood trauma and things that happen to us, right? That if not resolved, it comes over into adulthood. What are some things today, because we're dealing with a lot of things, COVID and, and racism, what are some things that could be triggering some of our traumas right now? What are some triggers during during this time? Well, it just kind of depends on uh, just the situation, the dynamic, right? So when you talk about certain triggers, when you're dealing with COVID, uh, we're stuck in the house, right? So it it, it depends. It depends on if I'm talking to the person with a kid, with with with, you know, wife and kids, or if I'm talking to the person that's just kind of at home, you know, alone. It's just I'm alone. But when you talk about certain situations in terms of just the family dynamic, right? You have you have individuals that that has dealt with some type of trauma, whether that that's that's home related, family related, right? So mm-hmm. th- there's things that literally can trigger the, trigger an individual from being home, stuck, confined within those four walls at their home, and certain situations we're talking about like school, you know, homework situation. I can use an example with me and myself, um, <laughs> with, with with my daughter. You know, she. We, you know, we're doing the virtual schooling. So quite naturally, I thought it was going to be way different than what it was, right? So when you're sitting there, you're doing the work, I'm thinking that they're going to, you know, go through, the teacher's going to be with them all day, but it's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you know, they learn, they get the information, the teacher's with them, but then a certain part of the day, they just have assignments that they have to do. So long story short, um, while my, while uh, well, at class working, I'm sitting there and I'm working with her and I see that she get to a part where she don't know anything. Well, not anything, but she don't know this particular problem that I think I feel like she should know. Right. So now now you're looking at that situation like, well, because I feel like she should know that you get I get a little frustrated because she's not reciting what I want her to recite. Right. So then I had to kind of think back like, OK, first of all, this is a this, this is a little six year old. Right. She's she's transitioning from kindergarten to first grade. She don't know this information. It's not like you're teaching the first grader. You're teaching the kindergarten, right? That's number one. And just because you think that 
your child should know something that doesn't mean that she actually know that information and doesn't mean that she was ever taught that information. So you just can't expect for her to know the situation. And I started thinking about, okay, why, why am I frustrated about this? And I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because when I was young and my mom used That's the same type of that, that's the same type of uh, emotion and feeling that I had. She expected me to know certain things that I didn't know, and if I didn't know it, she felt the kind of way. So in, immediately, I understood that it was a trigger in me, allowing me to get frustrated because my six year old child don't know uh, some information. So what I what do I do? I have to bring it back. I have to pause. Okay, I have to mm-hmm. reapproach the whole situation, and 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 and, and make sure that I'm delivering what I need to deliver and she's receiving it how she needs to receive it versus me portray me put my frustrations and my past trauma onto her. Let me reapproach the situation, readjust. Now she get it. She got it. Boom. We're winning. That's so good. I, I like that you use that example because I'm sure there are some parents guardians um, (laughs) that are listening to this, maybe even some educators themselves, because there's now this frustration of having to teach in a very non-traditional way that you're not accustomed to. Um, That's so, um, we we had a previous episode with a good friend of mine, Valerie Sargent, who's a specialist in emotional intelligence. And Mm -hmm. you, 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 your EQ, your emotional intelligence kicked in and said, hey, wait a minute, this is a child. She's six years old. Um, why? Like, what is it in me that's frustrated with her? So let me do the work to identify my trigger. It's not her fault. And the fact that you can equate it back to something else. I think a part of managing transition is to relate it back to something that has happened to you before. It may not be the exact type of situation, right? But something similar. Like you were able to go back to a similar situation from your childhood. Like, wait. I've seen this before, right? So for me with COVID, although we've never seen anything like this ever before, but the only thing I could relate it back to was dealing with transition and points in my in my own personal history when I had to deal with grief um, or sickness or something like that. And I realized like trying to be like overly protective of my own elderly grandmother that brought me back to losing another grandparent. <laughs> it was like, wait, I felt this fear before. I felt this trauma before, this anxiety before. And so then you have to wonder, okay, what did I do that time? Was it a healthy response? And how do I find a healthy response? Sometimes we don't know how to do that. And that's where people like Cody come in. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be your own therapist. Talk about that, Cody, because there's a lot of people trying to self be, be be self-therapists and self-counselors and self-medicate and it's very dangerous. Why is that? It's, it's dangerous for a number of reasons, Melissa. Um, and this is something that a therapist can tell you. I'm a therapist and I can't be my own therapist, right? <laughs> it's one of them situations that you can't, just because you know the information, right, you have the information doesn't mean that create that. I mean, you can create that clarity, but you're not the person. You need to go to somebody that can see things through another lens, right? So you mm-hmm. can't see certain things through a certain lens, so you'll never catch those things. You're, like, you'll never catch those things. So now, because you're thinking you're helping yourself because you think you might have the information, 
You're actually hurting yourself because you're selling yourself short when you can actually go to a, a professional who can literally connect the dots. You know, we're trained professionals. We know what questions to ask you. We know the information to gather. We know, right. you know what I'm saying, how to uh, literally connect the dots to get you to see the, situ- to see the picture that we see, basically. You know, because if somebody, you can sit in front of somebody and they can uh, paint the picture that you don't see, that's going to do you more good than it's going to do you bad. But if you continue to operate throughout life and just looking at it through your own lens and thinking that, you know, know what what you... Then you're selling yourself short. So when you go through those traumatic experiences or you go through things that, you know, somebody that you absolutely can't help yourself through, now you're stuck. And now you're suffering in silence because you're thinking you know everything, but you don't know everything. It's just that you've just kind of been fortunate enough to not... Bump your head on certain things that you actually think you know. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I have a word for that, right? What's the word for that? Pride. Pride, absolutely. Pride, yeah. ego. I know it. I got it. I don't need help. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need nobody telling me what to do. I mean, we all do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because we all we got we all got to put on that strong face. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And we think that for society, we got to be a certain way. Um, we think that, okay, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I can't be so nice, you know what I'm saying, all, all the time. Or I can't show myself as vulnerable because this is who I am. This is what I built up to be. But, man, that's just external stuff, man. That's so true. You can easily break somebody down once you get into their mental and what's going on with them internal. You, can, you, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can break through that hard shell. That people, you know, put up, but it's all about really just kind of honing in and really getting to the internal versus always focusing on the external. The external is the external, man. Well, what's what's good with you inside? Let's figure that out. Mm. What's going on with you mentally, man? Mm-hmm. You feel me? So we got to, it's a little different, you know? Yeah, you know, it. we can dress it up real good. <laughs> we, we, we can really dress it up, put perfume, cologne on it, put some makeup on it some fresh clothes and there's a lot of hurting people that look real pretty on the outside. And um, I think one thing I, I can't talk about transition without talking about, um, you know, just even the stress of leaving the house. I've, I've seen family members. Um, my mom's going to kill me, but I mean, my own mother, <laughs> like she, she literally had this trauma and stress of leaving the house during COVID. And that was, that was a very real thing to see a loved one. Like it hurts to see a loved one feel that way. So it's like, I, I don't know what to do to help you. I don't have the tools to coach you through going to the store or, um, you know, as an educator now, you know, not wanting to go back into your classroom, even for me, like, you know, last month I had to return to my office daily and even mentally, what did that look like? Um, that we got some good comments coming through for you, Cody. This is amazing. This, this obviously we hit a very, Sore spot with people. Um, Pastor Rachel Singer said the internal. Yes, that's what's important. We don't deal with that enough. Um, And we can't. And oftentimes we're impatient with people and you don't know the hidden struggle that they're going through. Um, There's several other comments here. I see from Jojo Willens. Jojo said, yes, hurt blinds us to seeing others perspectives. Um, and help, especially a healthy perspective. If you yourself have a dirty lens or filter just because of um, hurt and trauma, then it's, you may not be seeing someone else's hurt through a clear lens. 
because you hadn't you can't even see your own hurt. So you're sure not seeing somebody else, especially the people you love because they're too close to the situation. Um, Leslie Moselle said, yes, I had to get some help. It was healthy for me. Um, I, I think it's we need to normalize speaking up and getting help and saying I'm not OK. It has taken me. Um, what I was today, what they say, I was today years old. I was probably today years old when I finally was able to tell people. When, like literally, people ask me, "Hey, Melissa, how you doing?" I'm like, mm, "I'm not okay." And they're like, "What?" I was like, "I'm not okay, but I will be." Like I've I've become so radically honest about that, and you know that you and you you come, you're like, "Man, nah, you can't lie to me." <laughs> you can't lie to me. Um, and it it was the healthiest, most freeing thing because I was walking around like a pressure cooker. And, and there's a lot of people that are like that right now. And, and, and But you know what? It shows. It shows up in so many different aspects yes. of your life, man. Um, people do it for a living. So it's just, you know, Melissa, you could call me and I just by how, how you say hello. I know what's going on with you. I know if you had a good day. I know if you're frustrated. I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really know that. But it's just, it's, it's so much, you know. And, and, and we have to be able to release Okay, mm-hmm. and simply telling somebody that you're not okay is releasing. You know, when you hold that stuff in, it's gonna affect you so much. I'm talking about health wise. So, so you got to think about your health. Cause you holding all that stuff in, pressure bursts pipes. Period. Point Ooh. blank. It happens over and over and over again. You gotta be able to release, man. We're like a balloon. You know, the, the more we continue to fill up, fill ourselves up with air, eventually, if we don't release that air, man, it's going to pop. And it's going to pop in the wrong situation. That could be your relationship going down the drain. That could be your kid, you and your kids' relationship going down the drain. That could be your job. You can get fired. That could be a, a business opportunity. Your life, as, you know, as, as it relates to your, your the, the pressure that you're holding within you. When simply, all you got to do is open your mouth, talk to somebody. Just simply talk to somebody. Vocalize and verbalize the things that you're going through, man. Everybody going through something, so you're not going to be looked at, you're not going to be looked down on. Speak up. Just speak up. Don't be afraid to. Right, right. Uh, You know... You said something, and before before we take our quick commercial break, audience, you guys are amazing. I see you Facebook, I see you YouTube. I, please share your comments. Cody's going to be on with me for a while here. Um, and again, I, these are private conversations we've had as very good friends. Um, he's and Cody, I mean, Cody, you have been so your transparency and your vulnerability, especially as a man, as an African American male. You're like, I'm a therapist, and I go to a therapist. Right. And it's rare for black men to say that, at least in my experience. I'm sure there are more brothers that are talking about that. There are more people in our community, there are more men, period, regardless of race and ethnicity. Um, but here, here's here's how it can, you know, evolve or manifest itself. It's, it's the things you don't talk about that will show themselves. The mental stress and strain will show up in your body in other ways. I give you an example. Um, Something that has recently been happening to me is um, stomach pains and cramps and my legs going numb. And I could not figure out what was going on or headaches that were so bad um, where literally I was it was paralyzing to me. I couldn't move. And I realized like I, I now can you have to know and study your body. I could tell if I went to bed with a stressor from the night before I was waking up with headaches where I couldn't see, like just all I could do was lay there. 
versus if I change my habits and did not go to sleep with my phone next to me or I, I put on some worship music or just whatever it took for me to be in a place of peace, you have to you have to know and recognize the symptoms and know what to do. Go see a doctor. <laughs> but also there are some things you can do within your own control. But that stuff and like even I've, I've heard medical professionals say things like ulcers come from worry. Cancer coming from not only genetics and food habits, but literally from undealt with traumas in the body. And so uh, it's so important to me, Cody, and you could definitely please talk about that, how this manifests itself in other ways. Like you say, you end up, you you said the line of the night, pressure burst pipes. All of a sudden you cursing people out, you yelling at your kids, you yelling at your spouse. You, and, 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 and it is not your nature. Right. It's not your nature. However, it has materialized and it's going to come out one way or the other. <laughs> it's going to come out. Regardless, it's, it's going to come out, man. So definitely, you know, whew, I, got, I got so much. <laughs> he <laughs> said, you talking about pressure versus pipe. But, go ahead. I want- but it's the truth. Um, so when we talk about managing oh. transition, um, oh, Jojo Willens, Willens says stress is a killer, even subconsciously. Um, it is. I think it's so necessary. I hope and I pray that all of you who are listening, will y'all just take a quick second and not only subscribe, but share this with somebody, please. Not just because I'm asking you, but seriously, I want this to reach people. I, I'm, I really feel led to say in my spirit that there are people who want help. They just don't know where to go and who to ask, right. honestly. Mm-hmm. They don't know the first thing or it's like, well, I don't want to put it out there on Facebook and say, hey, do y'all have a recommendation? Because now people going to be in my business. You know, um, it's it's true. Like people, I think I believe if the help was readily available in, in a way and, and, and there is, you know, confidentiality with therapists. Um, but tell somebody um, because what's what saddens me is the suicide rates have gone up. I know families who've been personally affected by that in this season. Um, There are people who are going to the hospital for medical issues other than COVID because they stressed out about COVID (laughs) and it's turning into other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just, I hope this betters people, the quality of life and saves lives. And it, it had to start with me being honest. Like, I, I had to sign up for teletherapy and say, you know, somebody, and here's the other important thing, Cody, tell them why it's so important to talk to a therapist and not a family member, like a qualified professional, because some of your own family members are going through the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, it's, it's, it's highly important because a lot of times we take that as that's our therapy. Like we have a best friend or mm-hmm. we got a cousin or we got an uncle or auntie or grandma that, you know, they have knowledge, you know. It's cool that they have knowledge, but when, when you're talking about actually dealing with your mental health, they're not trained to do that, right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, they can be giving... First of all, therapists don't need to be giving you no advice. That, that, that's number one. Um, they need to be helping you through your own... Helping you get through your own mess and not just telling you what to do. That's number one. And the majority of the time when we go to talk to our friends, our homeboys, our homegirls, they're giving us advice. And we're taking that advice as as law. And we can't do nothing about it when things go left and we take their advice. You know what I'm saying? So um, 
continue to talk to your people. Let that be your 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 your, your release because we all got a release. But at the same time, don't use that as your end all be all because they're not trained to get you through the things that um, you need to get through or help guide you in the way that they need to. And another thing, because most people are fearful of actually going to therapy because they don't have the knowledge of you know, the confidentiality or the HIPAA laws. They think that, okay, I'm good enough that I don't know. They put all my business in the street. Well, mm-hmm. for one, that's illegal for them to do that. So if, if that was ever a thought, you know, X that out. Okay, go talk to somebody if that was the reason that you felt like you didn't want to. You know, it's illegal for them to put your information or say anything about the conversation that y'all have, have unless you're going to harm yourself or somebody else. You know, yeah. So just want to, want to you know, you just said something. I want you to kind of elaborate on that. You said therapists don't need to give you advice. What do they need to do instead? I want people to hear that very clearly. Is you don't go to a therapist for advice. Yeah, they're supposed go, to give you what? Right, guidance. They're, they're just gonna guidance. Help guide, yeah, guide you through whatever it is that you're going through. Right, gather the information that they need to gather to connect those dots and help you see straight. Um, versus. Well, I was gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, and then I'm, I'm doing this for clarity. I'm I'm hoping that this really educates and now prompts people to take action, just like you had to and like I had to in terms of therapy. But there's a very distinct difference between advice and guidance. Advice is somebody telling you what they would do. Guidance is giving you tools to make the right decision for what you should do. Absolutely. Am I right? Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Because we want to give you, we want to give you the, the, the skills and the tools to, to take, you know, post uh, visiting us. You know what I'm saying? We only going to be in your life for a season. Okay. When we're done, you need to be able to carry on, you know, certain skills and certain tools to be able to maneuver through your life. You know, mm-hmm. because at, at the end of the day, it's just reality of it. You know, you're not going to have the same therapist for 30 years. It just it just don't happen like that. So you got to be able to whatever time span that you're going to be working with that therapist, you still need to be able to get those tools and those skills so that you can be able to maneuver on your own without that therapist. And if you feel like you fall short, it's okay. We all fall short. Go back to that therapist. Get a reboot. So we have a question, Cody, um, that you, you walked right into it with that last statement. Jojo said, what about someone you may know that has been in therapy for years and still not doing the work to heal? What do you do about that? What do you do about what now? Someone that you know that's been going to therapy for years. For years. And they're not doing the work to heal. They just go into therapy <laughs> with no healing. Um, so... It's, it's, it's a couple of different ways I could go with that. <laughs> um, for one, they may need to seek another therapist. Um, that that's an option. Uh, for two, that person may just need an accountability partner. Maybe they're going to therapy. Maybe some of those are therapy. So you can't judge them in a sense. We see, we're so quick to look at people and say what they're not doing 
but we don't we don't think to why like why why are they doing these things we got to kind of get over the okay you ain't doing that you're not doing that and get to the why there may be a reason maybe that maybe that's a maybe that's a reason that they maybe that's one of the reasons some of the reasons that they're actually going to therapy um is because they are a you know they've been going to if they've been going to therapy for years and they're not doing the work to get better and nothing is changing then you know Melissa you know I say all the time the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results so that person or you may need to encourage that person to just try different options it's okay it's not it's not a bad thing they can go out there and see if, if they can build a better rapport with another therapist you know get a a, a stronger relationship with another therapist With the need of of him, you know what I'm saying, as, as to what they do. Maybe that therapist can help them more than the, than, than the other one can. Explore that option versus just going to the same person over and over again for years. But there could be plenty different factors with, with that. It could be price. It could be insurance. It could be so much mm-hmm. uh, that, that goes along with that. But at the end of the day, if a person is doing something and they're not, they're going to therapy for years, right? And they're not doing the actual steps or the actions required of them to get better. Then something else needs to be evaluated. You need to evaluate something else. Um, so I, I would encourage that. Yeah. To help. Yeah. I'm just telling people they ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not going to help the situation. Yeah. But just encourage them. Yeah. You know, be supportive. Don't judge. I like you said it. Don't judge. Listen, guys, don't go anywhere. You have been an amazing audience. You guys are always locked in, sharing great comments. I see you, Facebook family. I see you, YouTube family. Thank you for showing the love and for your amazing questions for therapist, coach, and motivational speaker, Cody Martin. Um, when we come back, I want to specifically talk about going back into the world. Like what, how do we manage that trauma? (laughs) Because there are some very real precautions and some fears, not just for our kids going to school, but for parents returning to work, um, for like trying to have some sense of normalcy or social life for, for goodness sake, like any of that stuff. So guys, don't go anywhere. This is your chance right now. While I'm on a very quick break to share this, tag someone, have a watch party. Um, but we want to make sure that you manage your transition um, with the ultimate guidance and advice and um, feedback on how to do that in a healthy way. All right. We'll be right back. You're tuned in with the Activation Hour. I'm your girl, Melissa D. Joined with Cody Martin. Are you a manager, trainer, or executive that wants to see maximum results for your team? Well, let me help you with that. Training is for information, but coaching is for results. Learn more about Activation Coaching International and our coaching certification program for business leaders who want to see the best results and even help your team activate their purpose at work and in the world. 65% of people say that working with a coach helped them improve performance at work. And 80% said that coaching helped them improve their self-confidence. What better way to invest in your team than by being a coach through Activation Coaching International? Learn more at bit.ly slash ready to coach. See our show notes for details. All right, family, we're rounding out this episode on managing transition. And I am joined with my dear friend and brother, um, professional 
counselor, therapist, motivational speaker, Mr. Adversity University, courage and motivation, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, it's, it's an amazing thing when you can collaborate with people who are equally as powerful and passionate about what they do to help and to serve people. And right now, a lot of people need a lot of help. And, and, and it's not for, it's, you know, if you need help, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not, you know, beyond redemption. You can get help. And if you guys have questions, please drop your questions in the comments. I'm watching the comments. I'm moderating here so that we can get your questions to Cody Martin. And so, Cody, we have kids going back to school in certain parts of the country. And some of that has not gone so well. Um, we have parents who are fearful, like terrified. Um, I've shared a little bit that you and I have discussed that as youth advocates with our programs with youth. What in the world does that even look like? Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> now you said moms need help. <laughs> Dads too. <laughs> Absolutely. Cody, you just t- told your dad's story. Right, right. <laughs> so um, help me. Come help, help me, me please. <laughs> get these kids. What Bernie may say, somebody come get these kids. Uh, <laughs> but um, so it's, it's good that it's healthy that we can laugh about it. But I just thought, like, literally, I, I care for my elderly grandmother. There's, I'm not, I don't live in fear, but there are loved ones that are like, you know, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go near my elderly grandparent or loved one or, like you don't you certainly don't want to be the cause of of transferring anything or definitely not getting sick because it's a very real this is real guys um Cody talk about managing some of that transition of going back into the world can can I go places should I sit in there can I be around people because people are scared well okay I got a lot to talk about as it relates to that so <laughs> <laughs> okay so when you're talking about just the, just the world opening up and um, what can you do and what can't you do? Unfortunately, we live in we live in a country where, um, and I, I don't, don't want to. Anyway, we live in a country. We where, won't get political. I mean, right, we could, right, but right. we won't. But right, we're just going to be very to practical. <laughs> I'm trying to. We need to make an informed decision. So what I would say to people is to make uh, the best possible decision that you can make for yourself to be on the positive side of life. If you get my drift, because what we can't do is gamble our lives when it comes to this situation. A lot of families are fearful when it comes to their kids going back to school. And in my opinion, they should be okay. We don't have enough information. We don't have enough information to say, okay, well, it's just time for our kids to go back to school. I mean, on new, you know, there was just a teacher that passed away from COVID. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, make sure you rest in peace. But there was a, a young teacher, 28 years old. She mm-hmm. she passed away from COVID, you know, obviously because the schools were open. So it's just situations like that. You just kind of, you have to make the best possible decisions uh, for yourself. Now, as it relates to like just the anxiety and the, the just the, because the, there's going to be a lot of anxiety um, with everybody. You know, you may be a person that mask up all the time, walk next to somebody or be next to a few people that don't have the mask. Um, I would just continue to tell people to just operate as if it just it just happened. 
because I see a lot of people are now just getting comfortable because society decides, oh, well, I'm going to just do what I want to do. Then you kind of fall in with everybody else. I, my advice to you is to continue to operate as it just happened. We don't have, act like you don't have any information about it. Continue to mask up. Keep your distance as it relates to people. You got to go places. We understand that. You know, go places, but, you know, keep that to a minimal. Don't touch mm-hmm. people. You know, like, it's, it's to keep your distance. Don't be touching all over everything. Don't be in people's faces and breathing all on them or, or, or getting them to breathe all on you. Don't get that comfortable. Um, don't don't get comfortable enough to risk your life. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Just use wisdom. Use wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Use a lot of wisdom Absolutely. and precaution. Wash your hands. Use a mask. Then it's just the things that Wash they've been saying. And, and, yeah, don't put your hand on your mouth. Your hand in your face. The stuff your mama tell you not to do, right? Like, get your hands out your face. Right. Don't don't put your hand in your eye. Don't, like, <laughs> you know, it's I crazy. Mama did you some good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, Naya in Kansas City said 20 emails a day for two middle school kids virtual daily as their mom and they are feeling the anxiety oh man you're right the ki- people aren't that, that's what's getting me and I, that could be a whole another episode here just about the children and we talked about that on another platform um, on Color Outside the Lines about the kids and how they feel and they just are scared they're scared and they don't feel safe because they're hearing the same reports that we do but Naya said um, you know they're feeling the anxiety and these poor kids have stress on them. So th- this is an opportunity then maybe to wrap up our conversation and talk about not just mental health for the adults, but family, you know, behavioral health and the importance of the family dynamic as well as the kids. Can you touch on that, Cody? Right. So I didn't hear the full question, but I know you're talking about working with, with families. I don't with families and kids, because it's not just the adults here. Like sometimes you may have to go as a family unit or the children getting the help they need. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when you talk about therapy, especially when you're dealing with children, uh, most times, <clears throat> most times, me personally, right? You working with kids, okay? Obviously, mm-hmm. this kid have whatever's going on with this kid is stemming from something. There's a root cause. So you cannot just solely work on that kid and get to the actual root cause of it. So it's important to deal with the family dynamic when you're working with youth, right? Because Wherever this individual, this this youth, this this child is dealing with, they're not going to fix it on their own. The so family dynamic, so that you can give the parents the tools and the skills to be able to deal with this young individual and help them cope cope with the things that are are actually going on. Remember, remember what I say. We only go be in your life for a season, okay? You got the rest of your life to live to be able to cope and manage with the things that you're going through. So if I'm just working with this child directly, well, we all know the attention span of you. They're going to forget that thing like, like it was never told to them. <clears throat> we talk about coping skills and different mechanisms to deal with, <clears throat> but we, we're going to train the parent. If they got siblings, we work with the siblings. So everybody can be on the same page. It goes back to not only just your mental health, but the social and emotional intelligence. If we're aware as to what's going on, then we're not so quick to judge that situation, right? We can we can encourage better behavior. We can promote positivity because now we have the knowledge. We're aware. We know what's going on with little Johnny versus saying, you know, little Johnny, you know, little bad Johnny or whatever the case may be. 
bad they're just misguided so we got to help guide them and this is the purpose of them going to therapy so the therapist can help guide them and help the parent help give the t- parents the tool to be able to guide them as well and if you know little Susie Johnny's sister start having similar issues guess what the parent is equipped to deal with it now you know what I'm saying so it's going to be a, a little less hurtful in a sense as it relates to little Susie versus little Johnny but guess what now we got a whole f- family dynamic of tools and skills that we can cope with that and we are aware so we can get through it and then start to live our best life you know i like what you said especially when it comes to kids it nothing drives me crazy and the label a child is bad so they're just bad you said they're not bad they're just misguided and and again again now that now they grow up to be misguided adults right right. young people end up being old people Facts. So the problems don't just disappear. They don't just go away on their own. This is good. Guys, any final questions for Cody Martin? Cody, tell them how they can reach you. Tell our audience how they can connect with you. And not only for counseling services, but also for your program you have online, Adversity University. Congratulations Absolutely. on the launch of Adversity University. Oh. Tell us more about it. <laughs> on Adversity University. <laughs> Rep the brand, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, first, they can find me on CodyMartin.com, C-O-T-Y-Martin.com. And you can hit me on my social media. Instagram is Cody Motivation. That's Cody with a T, C-O-T-Y. Um, as far right as the, 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 the Oh, right below. As far as the uh, Adversity University, uh, AdversityUOnline.com. You can actually go there to get some more information about that. But it's a life scale platform for personal growth and guidance. You know, we focus on the social and emotional intelligence of things to be able to help coach and guide people throughout life to live their best life. Because ultimately, we want to teach and promote, you know, positive thinking and living habits so that they can, you know, live life it positive outcomes with positive results. You know, so that's the ultimate goal of it. So... Absolutely. I definitely love it. I'm so excited to see this come to fruition. This has been a a journey, long time coming, but it's necessary because, you know, people like Naya said, she said, give me the toolbox. She wants it now. So you think you have a fan in Kansas City says send them the toolbox. Um, But seriously, guys, um, if not Cody, somebody just I, I encourage you to um, get the support to manage the transition. Um, there are some things that you won't be able to go over or go around or go under. Some things you just will have to go through, but that doesn't mean you have to go through it alone. Okay. Yeah, um, especially in a world with so much grief and so much trauma, we have to be a little kinder to one another. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about and reminded daily of, you know, our dear brother Chadwick Bozeman and how he suffered, like maybe not in silence, those closest to him. But he worked to the very end and people were so mean and so heartless in their social media comments, not knowing this man was fighting for his life. How Treat everybody like they are fighting for their lives. Absolutely. Everybody so is fighting an unseen battle. That, that's that lack of social emotional intelligence. You understand what I'm saying? I'm sure where you don't just judge, judge people. You shouldn't just be so quick to judge people because you don't know what nobody's going through. So we got we to gotta be able to show... Uh, empathy as it relates to our, you know, human counterparts. You understand what I'm saying? We, we mm-hmm. got to be able to do that. Oh, Melissa, you know what? I also want to tell your listeners, um, I'm giving away my book, uh, Passport to Life. Uh, Show them a book. To a positive Mindset. It's an e-book. It's an it's e-book. E-book. 
You can go to CodyMartin.com slash shop, or you can just go to the website, click on the shop, uh, go to the ebook, and the promo code, the free promo code is Adversity University. And once you check out, it'll be completely free. There you have you. If anybody interested in um, more information about Adversity University, you can reach out to me on that uh, website as well. Go get the book, Adversity University, Passport to Life. You know, one thing I can tell you about Cody is he puts his heart in everything he does for his family, for youth, for this material. Every detail was was crafted specifically to to give people the tools they need. I've seen it firsthand. And so, brother, I am tremendously proud to see the work that you're doing. I'm I got the real I got the the hard copy book, but I'm getting the ebook too. I'm got, I mean that's that's support is an action verb. But again, like I said, treat be kind to everybody. Um Naya, thank you so much for supporting all of you. Thank you so much for supporting for tuning in just by being here tonight. This lets us know that this topic meant something to you. So make sure you share it. Subscribe. I'm here every Friday live with you. You can also download the audio on all podcast platforms, Activation Hour. You can also go to my website, activationhour.com. And group coaching starts back up in October. So, hey, get you a coach, get you a therapist, whatever you do, get somebody to go on the journey with you. Family, I love you. I'm your girl, Melissa D. Cody Martin, thank you, brother, for so much of what you shared and how you always come through for me. Family, I will see you next Friday, right here, same time, same place, on the Activation Hour. Bye. If you love this episode, please make sure to subscribe, turn on your notifications, and share with a friend. Also, if you really want to get behind the scenes, go now to our YouTube channel at The Activation Hour. The link is found in the show notes for you to actually see my guest live and in person and to even catch more details of our conversation behind the scenes. Stay connected and join us next time for The Activation Hour, Purpose at Work and in the World.